Hey, everybody, this is Hunter Williams. This is going to be episode 187 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, my sincerest gratitude go out to you for listening today to come here and improve yourself and make yourself better. The name of today's episode is Brain Hemisphere Synchronization. Now, that's a long-winded, say, a long-winded phrase to basically just say, how are we going to better utilize both hemispheres in our brain? And you may be familiar with this, but to those that are not familiar, the school of thought that we are taught in modern science and everything, and I say that just because this is basing our knowledge off of what we know. So this is just kind of my thoughts and my input on this um, and kind of what, what we are believed to know now. But anyway, the school of thought is that we have two hemispheres of our brain, the left and the right, and the left brain is more analytical. It is more logic-based. It is more reason, ration based. So if you think about, for just the easiest purposes, think of your left side of the brain as like the numbers, math side of the brain. And the right side of the brain is the creative, the free spirit, the open-minded, and the basically in tune with uh, nature and your surroundings. And there's a lot of comparisons. The left side of the brain is more masculine. The right side of the brain is more feminine. And all that's great, but today what I'm going to be talking about is how we can take practical exercises to basically merge these two hemispheres of our brain to get maximum results. And maybe for you that is creating, so creating a company, creating music, creating art, anything like that. But in order to do so, you really have to use both sides of your brain. And you'll see some people that are really, really good with one side. And you may have a math whiz, but they're not good at being creative. You may have someone that's the best artist, but they're not good at being analytical and maybe learning how to implement a business around what they're doing to sell the work. But if you look at the top visionaries and the top entrepreneurs and the top people that have really moved the world forward, you notice this ability to merge both hemispheres where they have the analytical thinking side and the logic side down, but they also have this creative side down. And the reason is that it's so hard to do this is because it's rare. It's rare to find people that can do this successfully because more people are one side or the other or on the spectrum of leaning to one side or the other. So what I'm going to talk about today is just in my own experience, because I definitely tend to lean on the side of the left brain, at least growing up. But as I've gotten older, I have developed a skill set and developed my skills in a way that I have developed my right side of the brain develop this creativity and actually a passion for doing things that are much more creative. And what's really powerful is when you can merge those two together is when you get basically a synergy and a spark of fire that can create something that is really powerful and helps change the world. So if that sounds at all relevant to you, uh, stick tuned, stay tuned for what I've got today. Cause I'm just going through some practical exercises and uh, experiences that I've had in my own life that really make this better. And uh, I've noticed because it's something that I have struggled with for a long time is I've always had this like inkling and yearning to be more creative, but then I always get kind of hung up on the logical, the linear progression of things that really that that we've been taught in the modern education system. So anyway, that being said, before I jump on into everything, as always, I love to hear the feedback that you have. Uh, for me. And if you get any sort of value or anything like that, I, I, 
out of the videos, I'd appreciate if you would just let me know, leave a comment, like, subscribe, any of that. It uh, just lets me know you're out there. It also helps push an algorithm. So really appreciate everyone out there listening. And even if you're not, uh, I still appreciate you anyway, but uh, just because there are like-minded people. I think sometimes we tend to think about the person on the other side of the camera as, or the microphone as, I don't want to say not a real person, but you don't think that they're able to be connected with. And uh, that's definitely not true. I definitely uh, respond to all the comments and I love connecting with people. And some of the most important people I've met in my life were just people that I reached out to that I heard on a podcast or something that said, hey, really appreciate uh, what you're doing and uh, how you've changed my life and I've developed friendships and relationships uh, with people just because I did that. So um, anyway, <clears throat> that being said, let's jump on into it. So what are some practical ways that we can take away to improve this brain hemisphere synchronization? <clears throat> and like I was saying, when you can merge both hemispheres of the brain, you can really... I don't want to say do some damage, but really make progress in the world because you are playing in both spaces of kind of the physics of how the world works. So on one side, we have this world that is the right brain, which is open to experience, open to creativity and open to all the possibility. Uh, but sometimes if you are too into that side of your brain, you don't actually get anything done because you can kind of play in this like la la land space. There's probably a better word for it, but that's just what came to my mind. Conversely, on the left-hand side, uh, you can get very focused on the actual steps and tactics that you need to do in order to grow a business or accomplish something or whatever. And that's really, really good and really, really powerful. And a lot of people could do themselves better if they would uh, take that more seriously. But the problem is, if you get too focused on that, you're not open to this creativity. And a good example is say just because this is my own experience say you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business and you constantly get up in or get caught up in operating and doing things it's very hard to think about new ideas that are actually going to be the drivers of innovation and the drivers of new profit centers in your business if you're constantly just doing the same thing over and over again now you want to have a process and system around a lot of the tasks that are needed in order to grow your business that being said, if you get too caught up on that, you're not going to be able to zoom out and see everything that's going on, which is going to be this right side of the brain. So this is why it's so important. It's not just about, uh, you know, wanting to develop the right side of your brain so that you're more creative and that you like start painting or something. It's so that you can really see things through the two different lenses of what I would say is how the world works. So what I did is just took some things away from my own life that I think are really important that we can all do. Now, obviously, a lot of this brain hemisphere synchronization. about they can uh, through psychedelics, which is great. I've heard people say that like LSD, uh, psilocybin, all these different things, uh, they can do this. And that's great. And I don't have anything against those. I've never uh, done those to this point in my life. So I can't speak to them. And I'm sure that people get amazing benefits out of them. But uh, this is just going to be more uh, if you want to make sure that you're doing things that are legal, at least for now, um, that you can do that anybody can do that you don't have to, uh, you know, go buy anything or anything like that. So the first one to me is the way to sink your brain hemisphere is to exercise intensely. And I don't just mean going to the gym and kind of going through the motions of something. I mean, really, really pushing yourself past the point where you think you can go. And this could be through a bunch of different things. It could be through lifting weights. It could be through um, marathon running. It could be through 
doing some sort of agility work. I love doing agility work because I feel like it moves my body in a way that uh, it kind of, as opposed to doing a lot of like stationary weightlifting, which is very good and I do all the time. But uh, when you exercise intensely, it moves your body. And I think it gets blood flowing to your brain in a way that some other forms of exercise don't. So exercising very intensely is going to create the neural pathways and give you the uh, what a lot of people would call um, BDNF, brain-derived brain neurotrophic factor, uh, that is going to help merge and sync up. So that's the number one thing I think everybody can do. And uh, just as a society in general, we are probably lacking when it comes to exercise. You look at the amount of obesity and everything. So not only are you going to get an amazing health defense, but the most important thing uh, that I almost take away from exercise, obviously I love the physical benefits, is the mental, excuse me, is the medic, the mental benefits uh, that it has in my life because I do notice much more of an ability to sync up my creative side with my reasoning side uh, when I exercise intently. The next one, and this is going to be like, oh, here we go. Here's the cliche, but it's meditation. And now meditation doesn't have to be you sitting in a room alone for an hour, staring at a wall, uh, breathing in and out through your nose. It could be, and you could get great benefit out of that, but it could be anything. Uh, to me, what I love to do is just go outside, plant my feet in the ground, and do a breathwork sequence. If you want to know that breathwork sequence, drop a comment. I've got it recorded on a video somewhere, and I cannot send you it. But anyway, uh, just going outside. Doing some breath work and taking at least 10 to 15 minutes to completely unplug from all of the technology, all the things that we have going on around us and uh, really getting into I, I think it's important that you do that in nature. I've noticed the creativity and uh, the merging of the hemisphere sync that I get when I uh, meditate in nature. And that could be walking. It could just be sitting in a in silence observing, uh, it's so much more through meditation. So again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And a lot of people, they get hung up on this idea of like, oh, I just can't sit and uh, be still for five or 10 minutes. And uh, if you can do that every single day and make it a habit, now I don't feel right if I don't do that. So uh, that's what I would just say is focus on uh, some sort of meditation practice. The next one, and uh, this is kind of along the exercise vein, but it has to do with walking. And so I think it's very, very important Obviously, we have our exercise that you should be taking time out of the day to do. But I also think it's very important to walk. And when we walk, we get more blood flowing, and that blood flow also helps our brain. And one, it's great to walk after you eat meals because it's going to help your food digest. It's going to help you uh, have better nutrient partitioning with the food that, you're, that you ate so that your body use it, utilizes it more effectively. And it's going to manage your blood sugar better, uh, particularly if you're eating carbs. But if we can walk, even if you said, hey, every meal that I'm going to eat, I'm going to take a 10 to 15 minute walk after that. And I love walking, listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook or something like that. But if you really do it without any of those things, the amount of ideas and things that kind of can help you overcome problems that you're trying to solve will start to come to you. And it may not come to you within the first couple of days, but start to do it for at least a few weeks. Just take a 10 or 15 minute walk after your meal. That ends up being depending on how many times you eat, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour of walking a day. And what that's going to do is help drive blood flow to your brain. And again, this is all about getting your brain firing all, on all cylinders so that we're utilizing all these different parts. And when you get more blood flow to your brain, you're going to be able to utilize it more effectively and also open up some of these areas that you might not be as inclined to use as others. For instance, if you're left brain, uh, you may be inclined to use that more. So when you're not exercising as much, you kind of get even further into using that side of your brain. Uh, the next one, this is going to sound kind of weird, 
but it's going to be doing improv conversations. And I have found, especially because I've done a sales job for the last five years, is that when we do some sort of improv conversation, our brain has to think on the fly very, very fast. And when we're in a random conversation with a stranger, or even if it's somebody that we know, but we're having to tackle a problem. So for instance, if you're in real estate, having a deal where you're talking it through all the different possibilities, uh, when you're doing this, your brain is having to fire in all cylinders and you might not get initially like a spark or an idea while you're in the conversation itself. But what it's going to do is develop your brain in a way where you start to see patterns over time and you start to learn how to interact with people at a much higher level than I think the average person is capable of now. And so when you do that, even if you said, hey, I'm going to talk to like three strangers a day, even if it's just doing something very nice to them and saying, hey, like, I really like your uh, shoes that you have. I really like those uh, Nike shoes that you have or something like that. Uh, and just working up a conversation with a stranger. Again, we're developing these new neural pathways in our brain where we're not just stuck in the same routine all the time. And so when we do that, we're actually opening up both sides of the brain. And again, am I going to is talking to three strangers going to give you like some crazy insight that, uh, you know, if you have a hallucinogenic drug give you? No. But what you're going to do is become much more clear, much more focused and have the ability to think on your feet. Uh, which is going to allow you to utilize both sides of the brain. And so, it's, again, it's all about the new neural pathways that you're developing by doing stuff that uh, doesn't have a certain outcome. I think a lot of times we optimize in our life for doing things that have a certain outcome, which isn't necessarily bad, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, help with the synchronization that we're trying to achieve. The last one is going to be traveling. Well, who doesn't love to travel? I know I do, and uh, I think everybody does. Not everybody, but I'd say probably 95% of people. And when we travel, what we're doing is opening ourselves up to basically a whole new way to see the world. And it could be very simple. Maybe you go on a road trip somewhere that's like four or five hours away, or you go to another country. I think going to another country is going to be much more impactful. But basically, you're removing yourself from the same routine that you're doing every day. And I think when we do the same routine over and over again, we get much more into our left brain. And that's probably what has gone wrong a lot in society. If we uh, kind of look at where the state of humanity is, people are much more uh, inside of their left brain instead of being open to the creative, the expressive, and uh, the infinite possibility that actually exists around us. But I've noticed when I have traveled to other countries or even further places in my own country, you see how different people live and you start to realize, oh, not everyone lives this lifestyle lives. Not everyone does these same things over and over again, even if it's not you, but just the people that you see on a day to day basis. And so when you travel, you really realize, I mean, there are eight or so we're told eight billion people out there. And that's eight billion people that are living different lives and have different experiences going on. And uh, the more we can open ourselves up to those, the more we're sparking this creative side of our brain. But then we're also kind of bouncing out with the analytical side uh, if you're conscious of that. So I think traveling is, is a really good way to open up both hemispheres of the brain and kind of step back. And again, a lot of this is whatever side that you are more inclined to have, if you can step back and consciously realize, okay, like maybe I'm more right brain. So maybe I am the painter. But I need to step back and understand that there's got to be like a, a process that I can follow, maybe in order to grow the amount of people that I can serve through my art. Conversely, say you're an accountant, the like stereotypical left brain person. Uh, if you travel, you open yourself up to, oh, like not everyone lives in an office and goes to this office every day. There's people that have a whole different 
completely different way of experiencing the world. And uh, that can shape and maybe push you in a direction or uh, give you an idea of something that you want to create or build um, that could utilize your skill set in an effective manner. So I know that was a little long winded today, guys, but uh, just to sum up, here's some, you know, these are the practical things you can do to uh, help with the brain hemisphere sync. Exercise intensely, meditate, walk, do improv conversations with strangers and travel. And I think if you do those and at least focus on doing some of those uh, a few times a week, you're going to start to notice that you have new ideas come to you and that you are uh, utilizing more of your brain than you would. And so much of this is just getting stuck on uh, being in the same routine. And I'm guilty of that myself. I think I kind of optimize for that sometimes, just being stuck in the same routine. And we don't want to do that because uh, what that does is causes atrophy of our brain. And uh, we don't want that to happen because we always want to be growing, whether we are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, even 100 years old, you always want to be progressing and growing. So that's all I got today for uh, today, guys. Let me know what you think. I appreciate everyone out there. Uh, much love and light, and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.